We are back from Radio Row, and we're here to talk about the Super Bowl because what else are you going to talk about on the first weekend in February? This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. All right, we are back. From Radio Row. We spent all week down in Atlanta, but we didn't have tickets to the Super Bowl, so I guess we had to come back to West Virginia and talk about the game since we're not allowed in. And I got to tell you, fellas, I feel like this Super Bowl is not really that popular amongst most football fans. As I look around and I'm hearing conversations and talking to people, like this game does not have a buzz. Like nobody is excited. What the hell is going on? I mean, you have the fans who – most of the country, I should say, that absolutely hate Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady. So they're like turned off because they're like, oh, great, another Patriots Super Bowl. And then you have the other half of the South that's like, we're, we're suing the Rams and NFL, <laughs> and they shouldn't even be in there. So I'm not watching. I'm boycotting it. Did you hear Drew Brees' uh, press conference today? I didn't, I didn't hear what he said. No, they had him on it, and he, he went into great detail. He, he didn't say like we were robbed or anything like that, but he wanted to quote the – what's the cornerback for the Rams' name? Talib? No, the one that did the pass interference. Hell, I don't remember what Because uh, he's a nickelback. Nobody knows who it is. But anyway, he was like, even he admitted it was pass interference, and that was the best play because if not, I would have given up a touchdown. But the fact he went – it was really Breeze coming out just to let us know he's coming back next year. But he still took the time to talk about how bad it was. And the one thing that really stood out to me was he, that Godell waited 10 days before he even commented on it. That's the part that gets me the most is that – Goodell is just a flabber box. You know, he works for the owners. So when he comes out and it goes against the Patriots, it's a flakey. Let's get all over them. It's this, it's that, it's a witch hunt. We're all over them. You have something clear as day that happens and you don't hear from him for a week and a half. And had it been a different situation, a wild card game, and the Super Bowl wasn't coming up, would we have heard from him? Probably not, but but let me, Biggie, let me ask you this, going back to what I was saying. I don't feel the buzz around the Super Bowl. Like, it doesn't seem like a huge deal to most people I talk to. Like, what's going on? That's just because you guys don't appreciate excellence. Here's the thing in life, boys. Nobody is perfect. Nobody. What should we wish to attain? Excellence. What have the Patriots attained? Excellence. People are tired of it. Hey, sorry for you guys. It's just like Alabama. They're there every year. You have a good run. People get tired of seeing the same team. I understand that, but it's excellent. Appreciate it. You will not see it again. I don't see. I understand what you're saying, and that's very typical coming from a Patriots fan. But there's just there just isn't a lot of, of drama or excitement around. At least last year you had the, the chance that the Eagles could win for the first time. You know, that that was huge. And and we always love Philly fans because they lose their damn mind. You had the story of the backup quarterback. We know what we're getting with New England, but nobody cares about the Rams. Like the NFL's happy because you got a team back in LA now and they and they even made it to the Super Bowl. Like they should be praising the high heavens over all this, but like Nobody cares. And, and, like, if you look at it on paper, the names on the Rams, like, they look like a better team. Like, they have the stars. They have the talent. They have the pieces. But it's just They got like, eight first-round picks on defense. It's just – right. I mean, on on paper, it's no question. Hey, on, yeah, they are paper champions regardless exactly. of what happens. 
I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm still depressed that the Saints aren't in there because I really wanted to see a Breeze Brady shootout. And I think yeah. that's the letdown for most of the country. Hell yeah, it is. And, and it's not the Brady side, Biggie. It's more the fact that we could have had two uh, generational quarterbacks square off in a Super Bowl and they robbed it from us. So we're, we're a little pissed. So if you would have had Breeze in there instead of Golf and Company, you know, I, th- I agree with that. You know, I didn't think about it that way, but that would definitely have probably changed the dynamic here. Oh. I mean, because the thing is, like, we got a dynamic with McVeigh in Belichick, yeah, the old guard, new guard, but Belichick is so kind, you know, how he. <laughs> Yeah, nobody cares. It's not like for for two weeks. There's a reason why last week we didn't even talk about the Super Bowl, right? Because we knew that it was going to be this boring. Well, that's the thing, too. I think you hit the nail on the head. If the Saints were there, it would be like building towards a blockbuster, you know, career changing, defining legacy for Drew Brees, all time great quarterbacks, one of the best Super Bowls you had ever seen between. Two Hall of Fame coaches, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. When the Rams got in, the way they got in, it almost feels like, God, they really we shouldn't be there. <laughs> well, and they're going against the bully on the block. Everybody hates them against the team that shouldn't be there. The buzz just hasn't been there at all. I thought this week, media week, it would ramp up a little bit. The biggest part of it was the guy who smoked them in the New Orleans game that didn't get called for the penalty but got fined for helmet to helmet, walking back what he said about Tom Brady being well, yeah, old. yeah, man, you don't need to give any more extra motivation to Brady, but that, I mean, media day, outside of one thing that I can't wait to bring up in a second, it was overall, for the most part, pretty pedestrian. I mean, it was more cute than anything else, the little kids asking questions and Belichick holding up the sweatshirt that looked like it was crocheted or whatever that thing was. I mean, it really wasn't that that impressive. The The big thing for me, though, is regardless whether or not they, that we're upset the Saints didn't get in, and yes, that could have been a phenomenal matchup, and we'd be talking about that, you know, for a solid two weeks. You know, there's still plenty of storylines here, but people are just kind of apathetic. I think more people are concerned about what how spicy their Buffalo dip's going to be on Sunday than how spicy the game is. You know, the weird thing about this is that you have the Rams in it. L.A. is such a huge market, but they've only been back for their third year. They don't have that crazy fan base like the Saints do. I mean, those guys were willing to sue over a lot. There's no market. There's no market. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, if you want to talk about the size of L.A. and how many people, that's great. But let's be honest, Southern California doesn't care about football. If you took that Rams team and you put them in a market that was diehard football – like New Orleans, who could be there, Kansas City, those type of places. I think the buzz would be so much more. L.A., everybody shows up late, they leave early. That's how I feel about the Super Bowl as far as the Rams backing is. Yeah, cool, they're in a Super Bowl. Maybe we should check that out. Let's smoke another one. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame there's not a fan base in the area that would support their team. The Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> They support them so much, they leave town and go to Vegas. Well, we, we do have more fans in San Diego than they do, but that's like 28. Well, yeah, so. I mean, wow. That's like, <laughs> that's, I have more uh, people at a family reunion. I mean, no, the, the, the thing with, um, I, I got to get this out of the way. This has happened on the past couple podcasts. 
And this is irritating me to no end. And I just got to call you out on this right now, Biggie. What's the name of the city that Drew Brees and the Saints play in? New Orleans. Now, you you changed it a little bit there. but New at, Orleans. No, no, it's New Orleans. That's what he says. I'm a white person. New Orleans. He is pretty white. He is Canadian. That's true. That's like hey, it's, 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 there's only, no, don't hey me. You're going to listen first and you're going to correct your <laughs> wicked ways. There's only two correct pronunciations. One, New Orleans. And two, Nolans. Yeah, so, like New Orleans. So try again. So, so the, so the first one was New Orleans, right? <laughs> oh my God. Are you not listening to me? New Orleans is what you always say that is terrible. You're reading it like it's perfect English out of a textbook. Have you not ever talked to anybody from Cajun country? No one calls it that. New Orleans. New Orleans. It's like it's one word. New Orleans. Nola? Is Nola allowed? No. I need you correctly pronunciate New Orleans. All right, them states from New Orleans and Drew Brees. Them the boys. Who that? I am so proud of you for Thank that. You. I'm glad we can move on, and I will not cringe every time you say New Orleans. I want to say one thing. I've been to the French Quarter. I don't remember much of it, but I don't remember getting corrected for how I said the city's name. Well, of course, if you were down time, there, you were probably drinking, and when you slur, it probably sounds like you're saying it right. That's probably right. True. True. You make a good point. Okay. So, I accept your uh, constructive criticism, Norlands. So, so let me ask you this, Big, since you're the diehard Patriots fan of the bunch here. There's one of two things is about to happen. Tom Brady is about to come the winningest Super Bowl, or Todd for the winningest Super Bowl. No, he would be the winningest Super Bowl quarterback of all time. If he loses, then he's tied for the losingest Super Bowl quarterback of all time. Does that change his legacy one way or the other? I think his legacy is set in stone because even the games they've lost, he's played really well. Now, you could nitpick it if you're a Brady hater if they were to lose the game, but they're not going to lose the game, so why do we waste time talking about that? Because they could. You never know. I mean, look, we're not even sitting here. As a, yeah, it's, this would be number five, right? This would be number six. They're five and six. three. All right. This would be a six win. And if he loses, he ties Jim Kelly for having four losses. So here's the difference, though, like between him and like the whole LeBron thing is Brady's won more than he's lost. He's won five. He's lost three. Oh, and I wasn't even trying to compare just, him to I'm LeBron. I'm just saying, but like that's the, people try like to bring them up. He's won five. He's lost three. I don't care if he's lost as many as Jim Kelly because you know he won five. Jim <laughs> Kelly was zero and four. He's only he only went to four. Like the dude. I hate the guy. It's like, we're talking about I hate him. thousand. Like, I hate him. 20 years later, two decades, we're still talking about Tom flipping Brady. I mean, how long ago does 2001 feel? It feels like a decade ago. But it was you two know. decades ago. You can't do math. <laughs> it's you know, Mr. Brown, I'm glad you brought up the LeBron thing because a lot of people have said that, well, he's like the LeBron. No. It'd be the reverse. He wins this. He's six and three in nine attempts. That's a big difference in what LeBron's done. Is it the perfect four and zero of Montana or six and zero of Jordan? No, but it's not like he's played bad in losses. Hey, listen, he he is no um, LeBron. He's no Michael Jordan either. Um, but I will say this: 
if you want to compare him and Joe Montana, there's no comparison. You look at the numbers across the board. Joe don't have nothing on Brady. It pains me to say it, but I will say this. Michael Jordan still, in my opinion, ranks first. Tom Brady is second in all-time athletes ever. So when you want to say the word athlete, oh, I cringe when I think about putting Brady in the top of any of those categories just because he's about the most unathletic person there is. However, his performance does speak for itself. To say, though, that there's no comparison with Montana, like I disagree with that. Look, look across the board. Look, I get that. But that's like that's like comparing, you know, any quarterback today to, you know, Y.A. Tittle. I mean, it's it's a different game. When Montana played, I mean, you're talking about playing in a in an era when you could kill the quarterback, you could murder the receivers, you could do all these different things to make make it difficult for him. And now, that being said, the salary cap and things like that, free agency, all that was different when Montana played. So the 49ers built a hell of a team. I get that, but the thing about Montana that helps him is one, he never lost a Super Bowl. All right, two. He never even threw an interception in the Super Bowl. And he did will his team from behind to win a Super Bowl. So he's done some of the same things that Brady has done. Less than half the game. Just in a, in a different era. And, and and look, I'm look, I already said I think Brady's the GOAT. Like I hate saying that. But I don't think that we should get to the point where we're so dismissive of Montana. I think we can still make a pretty reasonable argument about how Montana is involved. In that conversation. I mean, listen, I don't think Montana cares what you think because he just invested 75 mil. Grow Montana. Exactly. He don't care what we think. He's going to be living the high life and riding off into the sunset. He's where he is, and he's content with that. He's going to wear his sketchers, too. Yeah, exactly. You can bring Montana into it as a goat, and he was Joe Cool, but he played in a different era against some shitty defenses in those Super Bowls with a farce. (laughs) (laughs) Before free agency. I actually like Joe Montana, the football player, way better than uh, Tom Brady. Um, but you can't compare those two. Brady is the guy. and if, Joe, Joe was Joe Cool, but, I mean, there's no comparison if you look across the board. You're right. You can't compare people from different eras. Yeah, I agree. Can, absolutely. <laughs> no, you said you can't compare. We've established that on our page. You can. Uh, I'm not arguing that Brady's not better. I, I'm with you. It's just that, like, you can't – I don't think you can cast off Montana so easily, and everybody's doing that. You absolutely can't. Look what Steve Dun- Steve Young did right behind him. Right behind him. Yep. He did that in 95, and he only won one. I know, but I'm just saying he continued with the weapons Joe already had. And the four Jerry Super Bowls. Rice is an android and played for 30 years. He had one Super Bowl that was close, and he made a great drive, and it's Joe Cool all over the board. They blew out the other teams that they played. Dolphins, Broncos, wasn't they even played close. The Bengals twice, and they were close both times. Damn it! He had to make a big drive in one of those games. That's, that was it. That's the John Candy game. That's the nastiest opponent they had, right? That's it. Boomer Sison was MVP, baby. Weren't they the favorite that that Super Bowl? Uh yeah, because San Francisco went like ten and six that year, but they were banged up and had some injuries, and Cincinnati was. You know, riding the MVP. He was riding into that had game. Had a good defense, yeah. and we had a balanced running game with James Brooks and Nicky Woods. And, uh, uh, it just uh, but, San Francisco go 10-6 and six that year is that. That reminds me how many times Joe Montana went out in the wild card round three. You know how many times 
The Patriots have been in the wild card round well, with Brady. Because they play in the AFC East, and we're talking about back when there was only three divisions. And plus, the wild card back then was only one team. It wasn't what they have now. So that again, those cross comparisons, I don't, I don't like to make because it's so different. Pre free agency, you could stack your team. If you're good enough to win the Super Bowl, you're good enough to have a first round bye. All right, I'm not arguing about this anymore because, again, I agree that Brady is better. I'm just, I just don't enjoy the hate for Montana. I have no hate for Montana. He's Joe Cool. I just think that when you compare them against each other and how they played in the big games, Montana's team was the far superior team in two of the four Super Bowls. They would have won those whether he was the quarterback or not. Against Miami when they beat Denver real bad, so I just I feel like Brady has shown consistently in the clutch in a big game he doesn't flinch. That fights right. the goat. All right, so mo- moving on, I, I'm done with this conversation. You've you've killed it for me. I feel like I can't win anyway. So what do I do when I can't win? I just quit and move on to the next thing. That's probably fair. So we all think New England's winning. Is that correct? I mean, uh, I. This isn't going to be the show that people tune into to hear us make the case for the Rams, is it? You two think they're... Mr. Brown is in a deep pause of meditation here. I'm waiting on him to say something. Now, I want the homer to go first. What's your score prediction? Who's winning? And why? Patriots are going to win. Here's why. They're going to come out defensively. Uh, it'll be a close game like it always is. What Bill's going to do is he's going to decide, I'm going to make the young quarterback beat me. I'm going to take Woods away from him, throw Gilmore on him. I'm going to stuff that running game. We'll see if Gurley's healthy or not. We'll see what Goff can do because he struggles with uh, you know mental toughness. We've had this discussion on many different topics. We'll see what he can do there. Offensively, our offensive line, we're like the United States Army. We defend our turf. We protect the home front. Tom Brady's been touched twice in the playoffs and not sacked. So whether we're throwing short passes or running the ball, they're two best players on defense. We're going to be able to uh, neutralize. For years, everyone says the way to beat the Patriots is to pressure Tom Brady up the middle, get in his face, rattle him. But yet nobody really does that on a consistent basis. If you go back and look at the Super Bowls, they lose. That's what's happened, right? I mean, we remember how good those Giants defenses played against them. So if there was ever a team that is built to try to beat New England in the state of, uh, you know, uh, organization they are now, it would be the Rams. You've got tremendous presence up front with Aaron Donald, who is going to have to be double teamed. you got Dominic and Sue, who is going to be working off of a one-on-one almost every play. So they have the opportunity to do it. I think that – and this is what I hope for. This is honestly what I hope for because – I think this isn't going to be one of the most watched Super Bowls of all time or anything like that. Most people are kind of apathetic at best. I think whether you're tired of the Patriots or you don't know anything about the Rams or whatever it may be, it's not going to break records. I'm hoping that we get a defensive battle. And I don't know if we'll get it because I think Brady's that good and, and the Rams have a ton of options. But I would love to see that. I want to see a 17-14, a 24-21 style game. I don't want to see anybody get into the 30s. After last year's game where it was just like absolutely no defense and then the year before when the Falcons' defense left and went to the hotel in the third quarter, like I'm ready to see a good defensive game. I don't know if we'll see it or not. I'd like to see it. 
But it fits the cards for the Rams if they want to have a chance. Line up and stack the box. Get in Brady's face. Use that talent you got up front. Rely on your corners and go to the run game. But you know how Belichick is. He's going to take away what you're good at. He's going to scheme around Donald. He's going to make sure that Gurley's not going to be the one that beats him. Forget about Woods or whatever you want to talk about as far as receiving threats. It's going to come down to can Gurley and C.J. Anderson run the ball. When they can't, you're going to put the game in in Jared Goff's hands. He's going to be your hero. Like That's a nightmare scenario for me if I'm a Rams fan. I mean, i got to say with you guys – I feel like the Patriots are going to win. I feel like that, along with those dumps and dinks to uh, James White, to keep him honest, the, you know, the defense there, um, they're going to use Sonny Michelle to uh, impose his will like he has the first two games of the playoffs. He's already got, what, uh, five touchdowns or something crazy in the first two games. Not how many yards? He's been over 100 yards both games. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like they're going to ride him pretty hard. I feel like Brady's probably going to have a, a game approaching 300 yards because, you know, that's typically worth 280 or so, probably two touchdowns and an interception or so. But I feel like Michelle's going to be the difference maker. Uh, I'm looking at like a – I don't know if we want to give a score yet or not. but You can go ahead. I feel like it's going to be a 31-27 score. So you're higher than I am. For the Patriots. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I don't – if I felt like Todd Gurley was healthy, I feel like the Rams would win this game. But we haven't seen the normal Todd Gurley in about four or five weeks. So I'm worried about the Rams. I'm worried about them because they need Todd Gurley to be the Todd Gurley that we all know he can be. And he's not there. And they've been splitting or even giving C.J. Anderson more carries than Todd. NFC Championship. Exactly. So – the only way I feel like the Rams win this game is somehow if they control the tempo early on and they establish a run game and C.J. Anderson starts rolling because he's a big boy. I just feel like, you know, if if they ride C.J., he could, he could ultimately end up being the MVP if they would win and they'd have to change it from a trophy to the turducken. But, <laughs> I mean, he'd be, he'd be fine with that. That'd be a hell of a story if C.J. Anderson wins your Super Bowl MVP. But he'd have to have a turducken. He needs something. At least a Big Mac. Yeah. So if if St. Louis falls or St. Louis. <laughs> if the Rams fall behind. Wah, wah. <laughs> radio edit. If the Rams fall behind seven to nothing, I think they're okay. But if they fall behind fourteen to nothing, they're done, right? I think what has benefited the Patriots so far in the playoffs is they've been able to play games on their terms. If you look at the last two games of the regular season, the two playoff games. They've been running the ball down people's throats. And when that run game slows up just a little bit, they do that short pass game with Edelman and White. I think that if the Patriots are able to come out and play on their terms like they have been, get up early 7-0, I'm a lot less worried about what Jared Goff can do on a broken play than Patrick Mahomes. I think it's imperative for the Rams to come out and be ahead early if they're going to win this game, they're not coming back late. All right, so give me what your final prediction is. What's your, what's the score going to be, Biggs? I would give you 34-21 Patriots. Wow, so they're, they're, they're the, going to cover the spread by a mile. That is the under 56 and a half. Oh, so you're thinking so I'm under, under, but you're thinking they're going to dominate this game then. 
Well, I don't think they're going to dominate. What I, I think that it's like 27-21, kind of midway fourth quarter, the Patriots have the ball. And with that offensive line and that run game, short pass game, they're actually able to go down and put a game away late instead of just taking the lead late and letting the defense blow it. I think it's a close back and forth game, but the Patriots score in the last six minutes to make it that 10, 13 point game. 34 21 Pats. All right. What'd you say, Mr. Brown? I am going 31 27 Pats. I'm going to go low. I'm going to go 24 21 Pats. I I think we all got the under. So let me ask you this Is it going to come down to a Goskowski like last second field go, or is it they already going to have it wrapped up? I, I think it's going to be one of those things where golf is going to have a chance at the end and they're not going to be able to deliver. And they're going to they're going to expose his uh, inexperience. Yeah. So Goskowski might be the one to give him the lead. I, I just it might be inside five minutes, but I don't think it's going to be a Vinatieri thing. I just I just yeah. think I just I think that with the Rams defense and the way the Patriots play, I I'll and the coaches involved. I want to see a chess match. I want to see every possession count. I want to see everyone celebrate a big play. And because it's going to matter, not just because we're going to have 10 big plays, but because this is going to be a little bit of a throwback to old school football. I want to see the Belichick defensive coordinator come out like he was back with the Giants. And I want to see McVay try to be the guy to evolve his game to do what's necessary to win. I hope it's a close game. I got a feeling in the back of my mind that New England's going to smoke them. You know, right now, New England, all their Super Bowls, They've only won by a margin of three points. The ones they've lost, they've only lost by a margin of five points on average. So every Super Bowl they've been in since Belichick and Brady's been there has been close. Maybe this one will be different, but I'm still taking New England by three, and I think it's a low-scoring game in the low 20s. I mean, here's what I want. I want the Rams to prove us all wrong, at least by half half time. And when they do that, hopefully we're going to go live and we're going to show our enthusiasm and rub it in Big's face because that's what we do here at the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We're going to show you what's up, Biggs. Yeah, we we will be Facebook Live. Now, Biggie will not be with us, but we'll be in Man Cave 2.0. And Biggie can watch Mr. Brown and Chad the Mark lose their mind whenever the Rams make us all look like idiots. And some innocent bystanders, which may or may not be named. You'd be jumping the gun at the halftime because just like the Brady video had with him and Gronk, yeah, we ain't going nowhere. That's not you necessary. <laughs> Bad boys for life. Woo! <laughs> well, uh, you know, I understand that some people listen to music like that, but you know, I, I'm just focused on the next game and after the Super Bowl, I'll worry about the off season and oh, God. see what I can do with my 12 draft picks. God, see, here's the thing. When you look at Tom Brady on the podium and you look at this pregame stuff and all the stuff through the week, he doesn't look that much older than he did the first time they beat the Rams. You're right. This this isn't to the end. What this I, is what, like the point. You know, just get used to this. It's going to continue rolling. Inaudible Ooh. yelling from Biggie. What I think is going to happen, even if the Patriots win, when Belichick gets up at that podium, I think Sean McVay is going to come out there and drop him with a freaking Stone Cold Stunner. And just walk off because of that freaking mumble. He's gonna be like, "What?" When you hear the glass shatter, you know it's about to business is about to pick up. Patriots <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> win the Super Bowl on the podium afterwards. Gronk throws a belly flop off the podium down onto somebody underneath. Oh, speaking of Gronk, 
you know, if there was any controversy that came out of press week, it was Gronk and his uh, middle school math problems he was throwing out there. Did you catch that? I did not. Did, did well, you, he- Mr. Brown? No, I didn't see that. You, are you guys kidding me? Like, how is this not a story? Ah. Enlighten yeah. us. So Gronkowski during Super Bowl Media Week, right? I can't remember what day it was on, but everybody wants to know when Tom Brady's going to retire. So they ask everybody, including Gronkowski. And nobody, I already told you, I think Brady's going to play until he can't. He's still got at least another year in him, regardless what happens to this game. But they ask Gronkowski, and he says, I don't know. So they ask him, what percentage, What? where do you put it at? What percentage do you think he'll be back next year? You didn't hear this? Oh, you know what my favorite number is, don't you? <laughs> What's six times nine? And then six plus nine. <laughs> That's Gronkowski's middle school answer. So there was some backlash because people were like, That's inappropriate. That's not gonna help your acting career. All because He's like the kid trying to put boobs on the calculator. You know, 8,008. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's Gronkowski. He went, He couldn't wait to talk about the number 69 during Super Bowl week. The one thing I do remember about his interviews from this week and you talking about him being the kid on the calculator, he did say that Stone Cold Steve Austin is his all-time favorite wrestler. Yeah, this was a female reporter that asked him the question, by the way. And that's how he was. Was she hot? He did. Bro, went to the sixty-nine thing. What was her response? I don't know what her response was, but I have seen where a million people out there have chastised him for. Why? Because it's inappropriate. Well, Mister Brown, you don't have to touch it, but but Biggs, being the Patriots fan, he needs to get his hands all over that booty. Oh, I'll touch it. I'll fill it up both hands. I'm getting frisky, and here's why. You ask Gronkowski a question like that, and what ex- what answers do you expect? He's the guy who last season didn't catch a pass in the last game of the year. Do you know how many catches he had going into the game? 69. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> end- wait, I already have the quote here. This is from uh, Radio.com. It said, it wasn't the first time Gronk made a 69 joke. After he scored his 68th career touchdown in 2016, he said a news conference, one more and I got 69 touchdowns, if you know what I mean. Only you know what I mean, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is anybody surprised at the comments that he just made? He's been making those same jokes. When they asked him about the 69 catches at the end of the year, all he did was giggle. Like, he was got... I don't even, He's trying you? to get into D-Generation X. Suck it! I mean, it sucks, man, because you have that type of personality and his career's winding down because he's breaking down physically. He's a good type of player and character to have in NFL. And, and like, he's just so, like, like fun. But he, I think it's winding down. He said he might retire. I mean, he's a guy that is, has been pretty much well-known for being really good with his money, too. As much of a character as he is. Yeah, he could retire anytime. He's going to be fine. It's not like he's playing to try to get that last dollar. But as much as I dislike New England, how fun would it be to go on like a booze cruise with Gronkowski? Oh, God. 
you could have done that a couple summers ago. Week I long. Think, I don't think I could have. That's the thing about Gronkowski. For as much fun as he has off the field, he's never been arrested. No domestic stuff. None of that. He just he's like a he's a big kid. He's like this twenty nine year old middle schooler. Tide pods. <laughs> <laughs> He'll retire after this game. This will be the last game he ever plays in the NFL. His body's seen its better day. From what he has said, he's never spent a dime of his contract money. He only he lives off his endorsement. I mean, he's set and he'll have a career. He'll do some movies. He can't be any worse than John Cena or uh, the other dude that was in Marine Two through Five for the WWE. You know, he'll do some stuff because he likes Mojo. Rock's going to the WWE, right? Like that's his post football. Like, he can't be that good of an actor. He's got to go wrestle. Exactly. I think he'll do a combo of the two. I'll say one thing, though. If he's going to go to wrestling, he better get the gym a little bit harder. When he did one time before, he had his shirt up. That's okay in the NFL. And the WWE. Nah, he didn't look that big, did he? He looked kind of dwarfed compared to some guys. Yep. So let me ask you this. If you're Gronkowski, what's the name of your finishing move? The Gronk Spike. Canadian. The Gronkinator. The Gronkinator. I would just call it the 69. Oh, wow. <laughs> Since he loves it so much. What is he? Uh, is he like Val Venus part two? <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> you got to have a signature and a finisher so he can have the 69er and the Gronk Spike. Yeah, you got to do the 69er followed by the Gronk Spike, and then they're done. Like, that's what he's going to call his It's going to be yeah. 69er. Stone uh, is now the 69er. Not a pal. Off the rails. We got tons of prop bets out there. So let me know what you guys think here. How long will it take Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? They put the over under at 105 seconds. What do you got? I'm going over. I'm going over. She's old. I'm also going over based off of the last few national anthems. They all went over two minutes. They want to make it like more than what it is and like make it their moment. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's actually a military march. It's supposed to be, you know, done really quickly, but no, they can't do that. Um, all right. Will Dilly Dilly be said during a Bud Light commercial? Yes or no? Yes. Absolutely. All right, that's a plus, or that's a, that's a that's a minus two hundred. So that's uh, not expected to get you a lot of money there. Really? Oh, uh, it's so easy. How many thirty second Bud Light commercials will feature the Bud Knight? The Bud Knight. Four. You know, you know the Bud Knight. No. You don't know who the Bud Knight is. I don't think. Do you oh, watch TV? He's on all the time. Maybe I know who he is. What's he do? He's the knight from the Dilly Dilly commercials. He he has the really you know deep robotic voice, and he's the one. He's got like the Boba Fett mask on. I always only know the king. Okay, you so don't you know, know the Bud Knight. He's the one attack. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard but, him say that. Oh, now you know who it is. I've heard him say that. I just didn't know he was that. Uh, fancy all right, this guy. one's a wash. I'm moving on since you don't even know who the damn Bud Knight is. Yeah, uh, I don't like. Yeah. Is anybody watching the halftime show? I'm not. I'm absolutely not watching it. I thought Maroon 5 was, they got canceled, right? Who's even singing now? Who the hell is Maroon 5? 
You know who they are. Okay, I might. They're on your soundtrack. <laughs> I do like one song, by the but way. But I'm not listening because we're doing our own live No, we're, we're doing our own halftime show. Baby! Biggie, what are you doing during halftime? He's listening I'm to I'm going to tune in to the WDKS boys from the hood and see right. what they're up to. That works. So uh, the question is for the for the odds makers out there is, will Adam Levine, I guess that's the singer from Maroon 5, will he wear a hat? No, he doesn't do hats. If you either one <laughs> you pick, you're getting money. Yes or no? Yes is a minus one ten. No is a minus one thirty. I'm gonna say yes. He's gonna wear a hat just to be different. All right, we don't care about what's gonna be one of those pink hats. We don't care about what songs they're gonna sing. We're gonna keep moving on. Well, any performers at halftime? Because there's uh, some other people coming out too. It's never just Maroon Five. When anyone out there at all? Wear a Colin Kaepernick jersey. No. I think they will. Well, Mr. Brown, if you make that bet, $100 would rein you in a, a cool uh, $320 profit. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you should do that. I think they will. Will CBS show replays of the missed pass interference call of the Rams and Saints? Negative. Absolutely not. They can't. You think the NFL has that much control to tell them not to? I do. Yes, it's Goodell. Well, you must be in line with the Vegas odd makers because the favorite is no at a plus 100 and yes is a minus 130. I agree. Total times, Jim Nance and Tony Romo say gronk. The over-under set at two and a half. Over. Definitely over. We're all taking the over. That's easy. Will Jim Nance or Tony Romo say Philly special? Yes. <laughs> I think they will just because Brady was in it last year and they're going to say it. You're damn right they're going to say it. They, they can't to. help themselves. They have to. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown on screen? The over-under set at one and a half. Oh, more, higher. Over. over. Way over. <laughs> We're not counting the post-game. This is during the game. That fucking schmuck. You ain't going to see him after the game because the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl and he don't want to hand that trophy over. We went down this road. Will a play Tony Romo predicts result in a touchdown? I'm going to say yes. Over. Yes. He's a better Over. like announcer than he was a quarterback. Hell yeah, he is. I think you got to make him a defensive coordinator since he knows what everybody's going to call. Why didn't he see this while he was on the field? Well, because his offensive line sucked uh, through force at the time he played. I but guess. I'm he a, did I'm tell a Romo Tom- fan, man. I always have been. He did tell Tom Brady he'd see him in February. That was three years ago when he was uh Don't recite lame don't recite uh, those lame memes you saw on Facebook today. Hey, I'm just gonna say he's been on top of this for a long time. I do really enjoy Romo. People make fun of him for like the little noises he'll make in the booth. I I love listening to him and Nance. All right, you're getting Nance off track. Let's that. let's stick to the the task at hand here, the over unders here. How many times Will Giselle Bunchen be shown on television? It's set at one and a half. That's an over. She's a supermodel. I'm going to go under. I'm going under, too. I think they might show her once, and that's it. It depends. If it's a tight game, though, I think we could get screwed on that. All right, here's one of my other favorites. How many times will Donald Trump tweet on February 3rd? Uh, over or under is set at six. Six? Wow. Under. I'm going to say under. That's that's high. I'm taking the over. 
It'll be huge. On a surge. He's got one tweet if the Patriots win, or even if they don't, that's one tweet. Congratulate to the champion. Other than that, nope. I mean, got six times. The man don't know crap about football, so what the heck's he going to tweet about six times? We don't want to care about anything else other than the Super Bowl. All right, so let me rephrase. It's not about the game or during the game. It's just six times in total for that day. So he's going to steal the spotlight from the Super Bowl is what you're Why saying. Why wouldn't he? I know he would. I mean, look, that's how many times saying. is he going to tweet about ground, Groundhog Day alone? That's what we're saying. All right. Well, that's tomorrow. Never I'm mind. still going to take the under. I think for the first time in his life, what is he, 70 years old? I think he's going to take the high road for the first time in his life. That's just because he loves Robert Kraft. Yes, that's it. He's going to take the high road this one time. Under six. I'm going under. Over under or not over under? Yes or no? Will the roof of the Mercedes Benz Stadium be open for kickoff? No, because they got a snowstorm brewing this week. Hell no, it ain't going to be open. No. I just wish they changed the name of it because them and the Saints Stadium is too damn similar. Uh It does fudge with a guy. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) We're getting the under. Hey, I want my money back. I asked you guys this one earlier in the week. What color will the liquid poured on the winning coach be? We got lime, green, or yellow is one option. Orange, blue, red, clear, and purple. It's going to be purple because that's what BB likes. Did you say uh, traditional lemon lime? That is the clubhouse leader. It's only a plus 225. That's what I'm going with because I'm hoping the Rams win. But if Biggie's right and he lands the purple, that's a 1,000. Oh, great. Good job, Biggie. I'm going with the clear, like Barry Bonds. I'm going with the clear. Yeah. (laughs) Will any player do the dirty bird? Mm. It is Atlanta. Absolutely not. I say no. That was fun, though. The Dirty Bird? Oh, yeah. Well, Jamal Anderson Jamal back Anderson. in the day? Dude, he wore it out. Who else did we have? Who was the receiver? Terrence Mathis and uh, who was the other one? God, they had Chris Chandler at quarterback. I don't remember who that was. Who's the other wide receiver? Oh, Biggie, we getting a Dirty Bird? Yes or no? Uh, no Dirty Bird. All right, last question. No bird. Will Tom Brady announce his retirement after the game? Yes or no? Absolutely not. Is that even a question? Uh, yes, I just asked it. Gronk, yes. Brady, no. No, Brady's not retiring. He will not announce it after the game. All right. This time with feeling, Mr. Brown, what do we got going on tomorrow? We have the Polar Plunge. It is uh, sponsored by the Special Olympics of West Virginia. And uh, Chad DeMarc will be taking the plunge. He'll be registering at 3.30. And uh, it'll be a balmy 50 degrees. But anyways, it's, it's been 5 degrees this week. So we uh, hope they fill the pool up. And uh, he's going to feel the effects of the 5-degree uh, morning. And he's going to be wearing his Nick Foles jersey. And I'll be there to record it live for everyone's viewing pleasure to see him Cry like a little schoolgirl, which seventy-two percent of the the podcast thinks he will. So all you did with that with that vote online is get me to muster up enough courage to prove you wrong. That is all I got in this. That's the only 
only you know skin in the game I have is to not overreact and like like a baby. And the fact that you're going to be doing Facebook Live, I got to remember the whole world's watching. So I got to act like a man. You're not going to control it once you hit that water, son. I'm telling you. I don't know. I'll tell you what. The past two days, I've been extremely nervous because it got cold as hell outside. And I know it's going to be in the 40s, but that water ain't going to warm up. I, I will tell you this. I have witnessed the polar plunge live two years ago. And uh, I think I think it's going to be fun for you. It's going to be fun for us. I think I it's going to be fun for you. I think I'm going to be damn miserable. They better got some like tinsel, some hot chocolate and cocoa somewhere. Make sure you tune in, Biggs. Well, Chad and Mark, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> the thing you got going for you is that Mr. Brown's going to be there ready to bail your ass out when you're flailing around in there because you're playing this off like you're going to go in and out and that old man pride's going to stick out chest puffing this was nothing dude make sure there is emergency <laughs> personnel, personnel <laughs> on site it is only two miles away from the hospital two miles too far <laughs> hey biggs all i'm trying to do is get him out of the pool make sure he gets a little warmed up so we can head to whiskey taco to warm up Warm them up with some shots. There you go. I, hey, whatever it takes. You know, alcohol actually constricts the blood vessels. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell But we that. don't care. <laughs> Give me that, uh, you know, frat party fireball shot. I'll be good. Um, I am uh, I am mortified at the thought of this. I'm not going to lie. And I'm going to try to save face and be a true warrior here. I've watched videos on YouTube of multiple people doing the polar plunge. Mostly celebrities trying to draw inspiration. And I feel like I can hold it together. But there's also a thought in the back of my mind of feigning injury to get Mr. Brown into the water. I will say this, and I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get in the water if I have to, but I'm only going to get in if it's genuine. But I'll say this on a poll. You've had a lot of people come out of the woodworks in your support and saying he's going to handle it like a champ. I don't know what you paid these people, <laughs> but I think they're, <laughs> they're delirious. And I think they're going to be like, man, I should have voted the other way because it's clearly you're going to be a little schoolgirl. You're going to be like a banshee screaming through the hills of West Virginia. I did not. I will not lie. I did make a call to arms for people to come and support I know you me. Did. I was like, I need. Don't make me look bad, damn it. I don't want to look like a loser. Help me out. And uh, some responded, and some of them took it as an opportunity to make it seem worse. Uh, but you know we will see uh, tomorrow at what, what time do you think we're going to go live around you know five till maybe. Uh, I mean the check ins at three thirty. I think the actual plunge not till uh, it's like five around right? five. So we'll we'll do it before uh, while you're waiting in line. Yeah. So around five o'clock, everyone stay tuned and and see uh, this guy do something stupid. After you don't that, have to tell me I just want to know: Did you decide? on a tire for tomorrow? That's a good question. Uh, all I know right now is the Nick Foles jersey. I haven't made up my mind beyond that. Now, I do know a couple real Canadians, not you dirty snowbacks in North Dakota, but they advised me not to wear the jersey into the water, that uh, that would make things ten times worse. That's what I was kind of trying to tell you last episode. But, you know, I was pretty convicted convicted on the nick Foles thing i thought maybe it was only right but now i'm thinking about what what i need to do and i am undecided on a tire 
I might just go basic swim trunks, but we'll see. I mean, you you can uh, you can expose your uh, issues with Nick Foles with the jersey on prior to jumping in, and then you know prior to jumping in, you can rip it off, expose them uh, big old titties for everyone to see, and uh, it'll be a good time had by all. You sound like you might be too excited to see that. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we all got the Patriots. We're going to watch me act like a jackass tomorrow, and then we're doing uh, Facebook Live during the Super Bowl. That is correct. And Biggie's going to be snowed in next week in negative 10, negative 15, negative 20 degrees. True. We are getting snow Sunday and Monday. I'm hoping that it gets really nasty and there's no school Monday and no work because the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. Trump should sign that into law. Well, you should uh, get on the horn and make that happen. But uh, we will uh, see everybody tomorrow at the Polar Plunge and then again on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, God. I couldn't do that. (laughs) We play in half a court. I could do one game. Like, literally, when Biggie came in last year and it was me, him, and Isaac out there, we was playing, like, horse. We played, like, two or three games of horse, and we're like, ah, oh, let's go drink beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>